their humane laws, uh, which uh, prohibit the sale of rabbits in Cook County and prohibit the sale of naturally wild animals in their tiny village. Uh, they had their turkey trot last Sunday, and Chicago Alliance for, for Animals was there with our speakers and our a, uh, microphone, and we let Mayor Patel know that the public wants them to enforce their humane laws, uh, prohibiting these sales of animals and stopping the overbreeding and dumping of domesticated rabbits in the wild, and... Uh, it was very uh, productive. Um, I hope the mayor took us seriously because we're not going away. We want to get Spur the tortoise to sanctuary. She has languished in a tiny four by six display case for more than 30 years, and she deserves sanctuary and she de- deserves room to roam, sunshine on her shell, the earth under her paw. I said paws, claws. <laughs> um, so, and we will also be testifying once again this coming Tuesday, November 28th at the Lincolnwood board meeting at 7.30. We definitely need help. We need Lincolnwood residents, but we need anyone, whether you're a Lincolnwood resident or not, to help us. Uh, If you're interested in giving an hour on Tuesday night, I'm happy to help you walk through it. You can simply get up and say one sentence, such as enforce your humane laws, free spur, uh, ban the sale of rabbits, ban the sale of wild animals, and so forth. So feel free to reach out if you can help us through um, ChicagoAllianceForAnimals.org or through Facebook. And now I want to, I'm going to read something via Block Club Chicago. Build as the largest vegan food hall in the Midwest, the 6,500 square foot spot features a plant-based grocery store, a bar, offering vegan wine and cheese pairings, and six restaurants serving vegan dishes. X Market Food Hall is located at 804 West Montrose Avenue. So I want to welcome Neiman Golubovich, uh, the founder and CEO of Kale My Name, Thomas Frick, the general manager of X Market Chicago, Hello. and Bernice Vargas Luna, the uh, founder of El Hango Magico. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Hi. So excited to be back. Yeah. So <laughs> happy to have you back. Uh, there's so much going on. So uh, why don't you start us off and let everybody know what is X Market? X Market, as you said, it's the largest vegan food hall um, around anywhere, you know, this type place of. This it, part of the world. That's what I want to so say. So it's not just the Midwest. Would you say it's the biggest one in the, in the I States? I honestly don't know. They keep saying the largest one in the Midwest, but I'm thinking, where is the larger one? <laughs> I, I think we can comfortably say the largest in the country. Exa- um, that's what I think. That's, but they that's keep so saying Midwest, so I'm like <laughs> hesitant about like saying something that it's not true. But I'm not aware of the bigger one. Right. And right. I, I thought the same thing when I read it. I thought... Is there another big Anywhere vegan food hall exactly. in New York or Seattle or Portland? Or And if there is, who is hiding it from us? Because like, <laughs> I've been to those places. We're, and we're like, claiming it then. We're claiming it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a really great concept of not only six restaurants, but they're so different. What I adore about the X Market, it's diversity of it. Uh, there's so 
um, like it's a six completely different concepts, different cuisines, people from different countries, different backgrounds. And then like if that is not enough, you have this whole grocery store that you can like just pack things and, you know, take it home. And then I think they should be talking about a bar because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, like you and Nima were touching on, it's, uh, there's a lot under one roof and, and yeah, I think it's, it's super exciting. Um, I've worked in vegan food for a long time and been vegan for longer. And it's just, it's such a cool thing for me to see so much all in one place. Um, and another aspect for me of, the diversity of options there is that that also really incre- increases our inclusivity and our you know our ability to kind of accommodate everybody. Um, I know you know a place like this is going to naturally attract people who are already plant based, but I think we have so much to offer for people who aren't as well. So it's been nice to see how we're kind of interfacing with the neighborhood. Um, I think you know you touched on the bar. That's a huge draw anywhere. Um, we have a. A half price, you know, happy hour that that has been helpful to just kind of connect more with the local community because, you know, us vegans will travel anywhere for <laughs> for, for something new. So you're going to have those people that are, are seeking it out. But, you know, any you know, it's always important to, to connect with the community that you're in as well. And and especially for us, you know, in the in the building, you know, being it was vacant for a while or not vacant, but it was under renovation for, for quite a while. So we just want to make sure everyone knows we're there where, you know, the doors are open, everyone's welcome. And so, yeah, having the bar, the bodega, and then the, the food hall itself, which even just in the food hall aspect, there's a lot of diversity. And, um, I can probably let Bernice touch on some of that since, since she's right there in the, sure. in the food hall. But. I'll take care of the food hall. What, what I really like about the food hall, before it even opened, I, the variety of options, as we said before, there's six different cuisines, six different, um, options to choose from. And as a vegan or a plant-based or even someone that has a dietary preference or restriction, because there's a lot of different labels out there and we fall into so many or none at all, right? Somebody just wants to eat a little rest meat today, you know, and so um, there's the option there. So that's what I love about the food hall. For me, it's like an all food destination for any dietary restriction or preference because you're going to find something more than likely on the menu within these six spaces that's that's going to be a fit for you. And that's what I really enjoy. And that's what we've learned in the last I think we've been there 60 days. I've mm-hmm. gotten to really talk to the community and learn about those things and change our menu to make sure that we always have something that is, that's going to be a fit for everybody there. So that's what I really love about it. I, I love it because, like you said, there's something for everyone. There's sushi, there's Mexican food, there's hot dogs, there's French fries. Um, what am I missing? Tell us about all the restaurants that are there. Pizza. Pizza. Right? Like, I cannot stay away from that pizza. It's been like, oh my God, like every time I go, I'm just like, I'm just going to have a slice. And then I was like, I shouldn't be eating so much pizza. But then we were just there before we came over here and guess what I had? Pizza. <laughs> it's so good. The restaurant is called Meeks. Um, I don't know a lot about it. What I do know is that they started in Houston. And then they expand to the south side of Chicago. Okay. And now we are bringing them to the north side of Chicago because, like, I really think um, people should be trying their pizzas. 
And with having them on board, we need the basically the Kitchen 17 created space for them because they were satellite, meaning they were sending things to be done at the market to be sold like there, right? Without them, um, they were too busy to participate at the market themselves, sure. right? So we kind of, in a collaboration with them, made a deal that we should put them in a frozen um, aisle of the bodega, right? Which they are still there. Perfect. Um, yeah. But we could create a space for someone who can be running from there. And the pizza just has been amazing. Um, and uh, I'm like, I'm so excited because it's not something that th- uh, this part of town was able to access easily because okay. they're far south. So it was so cool because um, like I, I know I kill my name, like it's not really far from them. So it's like it's really not something that like, oh, my God, we cannot get anywhere else. Right. Uh, but in a in a in a pizza scenario, that was absolutely the case because like honestly it's one of my favorite pizzas I like ever tried. It's really yeah. good. And do they have the the Chicago deep dish as well as say New York's the thin crust New York style? They they do more of a more of a New York style. They don't they don't have a deep dish on the menu at, at least at the moment. I know they have a bigger menu at their at their flagship uh-huh. location and they're and they're planning to keep bringing over more options as they go but but they have a stuffed crust which is really good mm. that's what i was thinking and they had some gluten free right? uh, they had some gluten free deep dish that i tried mm-hmm. at least during the testing uh things i'm not sure if that's available right now cuz they have some pizzas that you can buy by per slice mm-hmm. but they also have a pizzas that you can just order they're not full pizza exactly. wow wow yeah yeah, that's great. And their flagship location is on the south side? That is correct. Yep. So to to my understanding, the main one, it's in Houston. Oh, right. Yeah. So okay, they wow. came from Houston and then that to south side of Chicago and then we rode them north, right? So, I have yeah. not tried that yet. Oh, my God. I don't think it was there to. last time. Yeah, maybe. Probably yeah. not. Like, I'm, so I'm, I'm excited not sure. about yeah. that. Very excited. Um, and then we we need to talk about... First, let's first talk about people who are not here, okay? Um, <laughs> right. the, the 2D, Kevin. Yeah. Who, who wants to get excited about his donuts? Yeah, yeah. So, so 2D <laughs> Restaurant, um, they've got a, a beautiful location on, on North Halstead, um, and they've kind of recreated their really unique visual style that they have at their restaurant there where it's all comic book inspired black and white hand-drawn art and so that's how they've completely tricked out their booth at the market um and yeah they put so much so much energy into into that creative aesthetic and then they've got just kind of ever rotating um mochi donuts that they do um that their uh, so their flagship spot isn't isn't a strictly plant based restaurant, but they've kind of adapted and their the menu only for only place, right? I know, um, I know that they've got a location. I believe no, no, they have a location. no. I mean, the only place at a market that normally it's not fully vegan. Oh, of the six, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's correct. So yeah. you see, we made them vegan for us. That's, <laughs> like, that's outstanding. You're gonna, you're gonna come here and you're gonna bring your vegan donuts to it, and those are really good. And they'll see what a big sale they are, and uh, go back and make everything vegan. I, we hope. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the goal. That's, Honestly, yeah. their donuts are so good that I don't understand. Understand why would they ever, ever not make a, uh, a like a non-vegan donut? 
Because those are really, really amazing. So are they, it's called 2D? 2D, like a two dimension. Okay. That's why. Did you see that vibe of like all black and white and like that yes. feeling of yeah. that it's only two dimensions when and you come out cool there? And they had cool Halloween donuts, didn't they? That's, yeah. a, that's yeah. something I wanted to say too. Aside from being delicious, their donuts also are just adorable. Fun. Like they have yeah. Yeah, all, they have a whole lineup now for the holidays and just, you can tell that a lot of a lot of love goes into the into the designs and the decorations for the donuts because it's you know since they've been there it's they've had a different lineup for Halloween for Thanksgiving now for going into the holiday season and yeah they're really something to take a look at because aside from the flavor they're they're beautiful beautiful as well Very and cool. yeah and then beyond the donuts they have a whole coffee and boba menu mm-hmm. and. It's fun because I, I've never been that big into boba until recently, but I didn't realize how few places actually do like vegan options for, for boba, even though the tapioca pearls themselves are vegan. There's a lot of places where you can't get a milk alternative. And oh, wow. So here you can get, you know, the whole menus, you know, vegan by default. So, so it's really nice for, uh, for, yeah, for those of us that can't find that option everywhere. Right. And, and yeah, they've got a whole, you know, a whole run of different uh, lemonades, teas, uh, coffee drinks, and that's yeah, that's a lot, a lot of good stuff. And we we still have to mention Bloom, right? The Bloom is doing sushi. Yes, and it's like a sushi counter, and oh my god, so good. <laughs> Who doesn't like sushi? I'm still to meet the person. See, I was I'm now obsessed with sushi just because I haven't eaten while like. I wasn't vegan because mm-hmm. I never liked seafood. I never ate sushi either before I went vegan. Yeah. But now I love it. And yeah. So. Absolutely. Same. Like literally never liked, never liked seafood before. And then that's why when people offer me sushi, no. But then I went vegan and I still was staying away from the sushi because I was thinking like, oh, it's going to be like imitation of the, the, but it's not. It's so much more. I just had like also, it's like I go and eat a lot there. <laughs> so I also had the dr- a drug and roll, mm-hmm. like an avocado eggplant type of situation. It was so good. So um, and what I love about Bloom that they did something that they don't normally offer, right? So they created like the whole, um, like a sushi counter, which is super good. And, you know, it's kind of also uh, a healthier option as well. So I and love you that. You know, you don't even need like the f- fake fish, even though, even if you do, it's great. But the avocado and the eggplant. Exactly. And- all together mixed with the rice and the, you know, the seaweed paper or, you know, is just delicious. For me, it's the combination of the soy sauce and the wasabi. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I think we covered everybody who is not here. And so now, Chicago Natogs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, Brian, well, he's going <laughs> to yes, be here. That's why. Yes, like, thank you. Yes, thank yes, you. yes, yes. Chicago I, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> hey, he's coming. He's going to be here. Okay. Have, I adore him. I just have to say that. Yes, but go ahead. They have great sandwiches. If you think of the typical Chicago-style sandwiches of a beef, a beef and cheddar, a pizza puff, which is my favorite on the menu. Yeah. Um, but they... They offer a corn dog. They have fried mm-hmm. pickles. It, it's it's all those um, 
the, those delicacies that Chicago is known for, you'll find them there. And they do yeah. a really good job. Their fries, they have a special seasoning on their salt uh-huh. as well. Um, so they do a lot of good stuff there. And I think this weekend they were doing a meatball sandwich. So that's something new to try. And they've even <laughs> got mozzarella sticks. Correct. Yeah. 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 Correct. No, yeah, you're so right. Like, well, it makes sense for his name, Chicago. Think that to carry all very traditional all Chicago, Chicago favorites. I'm so happy you have three guests instead of one because, like, I, you know, we help each other. Goodness, like, I adore Brian. He's so much fun. You're going to get to meet him. He's going to come over here to talk more in awesome. depth of how yeah. he came up with that idea because it's absolutely amazing. Um, but what I do like um, about not just about food, but everybody, it's such a cool people there. I like that a lot. And I love, so you had a recent uh, panel discussion, uh-huh. and uh, I've been there now when they've had trivia, and I'm a big trivia fan. Uh, they've had trivia, they've had uh, the panel, they had uh, like an open mic night where people were dancing, uh, they had a, a, a comedians, so uh-huh. this is not just for vegans. Everybody needs to know that. This is a fun spot where you can walk in and you can have a cocktail, you can have a glass of wine, a beer, an amazing meal, and you you won't be contributing to any suffering of animals. So it is for everybody. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to ask you about... Uh, to tell us your story about El Hongo. El Hongo Magico. So El Hongo Magico uh, translates to the magic mushroom. And it's uh, really our, it's my partner, Carlos, and I, we built El Hongo Magico back in February of 2022. And it was after he decided to go plant-based to avoid um, surgery that would remove 18 inches of his colon. Um, when he looked into that surgery and the recovery from that, that was really the complication part and a lot of these surgeries that we end up having to do the complicated part is the recovery and so he wanted to avoid that so he looked at a plant-based diet and so he went plant-based and gluten-free at that time I decided to go vegetarian because I was still holding on to dairy and I was still holding on to eggs right there's always something that we want to hold on to Um, but as we explored the Food that we grew up with, uh, I went back to a lot of the, the meals that my mom cooked at home and I realized that they were plant-based. Uh, we went back to a lot of the meals from our culture too. And so uh, we started exploring that. Um, specifically where mushrooms came to play is we were on a trip to Mexico City. It was when we recently turned plant-based. It was in 2021. And we went to go eat at a restaurant called Los Losers. And <laughs> we ordered a very traditional dish of chilaquiles, which is like fried tortilla chips mixed in a salsa, typically topped with avocado, refried beans, very traditional. Um, And when they served it to us, it came with a steak on the side. And we were very confused because we Googled and we thought we were at a vegan restaurant. We called the waiter over and he said, it's an oyster mushroom. We had never seen an oyster mushroom before, (laughs) never even heard of it. And oyster mushroom, we grew up with the mushroom you find on a pizza, right? Or the mushroom that your mom might have cooked with, maybe. But we don't really get to play with a lot of mushrooms, right? They're kind of foreign to us. And the one one on the pizza probably came out of a can, too. (laughs) We can't really call that a mushroom, right? Mm -hmm. And so we started exploring mushrooms because... 
they're a meat alternative that is not processed, right? It's not also soy or, or, you know, any of these other things that could be allergens too. And so with Carlos wanting to be gluten-free, he was really looking at a whole plant-based diet, right? Whole foods. Um, and so mushrooms just gave us that outlet. We started using mushrooms at home, creating recipes, and I started using mushrooms as protein in tacos, right? Because we're, we're Mexican, and so we grew up with wanting tacos and a lot of those traditional meals that you have that are so reliant on a meat protein. And so we were able to really do our, our own plant-based twist on it and make them um, taste authentic and delicious, but using mushrooms. And so uh, we decided to bring this to the community because so much of our community suffers from diabetes and chronic diseases that diseases that are tied to our to what we eat and what we call how, how we fuel our bodies. And so we wanted to really show a different side, what we call plant-based a la mexicana, to really show you a plant-based twist on something that could be very traditional, still taste authentic, but be really good and be kind to animals and, and to your body as well. Right. That's that's wonderful. That And it's interesting that you said you thought they brought you a, a side of a steak. And that's so interesting. This brings me back to years ago when I went vegetarian. I wasn't vegan yet. And I loved this meal at a... Actually, I wasn't even vegetarian because this dish had shrimp in it. But it was like a uh, at a bar, but they had really good food. And it was shrimp and um, mushrooms and, and this real savory gravy. And I got it. It was the first time I'd ever ordered it and the sauce was delicious and I liked shrimp. I'm taking a bite and I'm like, why is there beef in here? They never said there was beef in here. And they used big chunks of portobello mushrooms. And I was very confused like that. And then I called the server. I'm like, I don't I don't want beef. And they're like, that's mushrooms. And I was like, oh and then I I mean I was all I always liked mushrooms, but like what you know as a child, you know, mushrooms on pizza. But uh I'm a huge fan of mushrooms, and they are so good for you. Can you talk a little bit about, I don't know if people know how just how good mushrooms are for you. They, they have a lot of healing properties. Um, they help uh, with your neuroplasticity. Um, they're, they also help other medications. It kind of boosts their performance, right? It helps um, activate their results a little bit more. Um, they're anti-inflammatory. They have a lot of things going on, and they have as much protein as any other type of meat. So for people that worry about keeping protein in their diets or keeping fiber in your diet, um, you can get that right from the mushrooms. You can get that from a lot of the vegetables anyway. Um, but a mushroom is a great option and it gives you that meaty kind of texture if you still want that taste and feel, which which that's what we were looking for and, and that's what works for us. And there's so many types of mushrooms. There's um, And it's cultural too, right? Like with Asians, they have a specific set of mushrooms that, that are really uh, cultural to them. Same thing in Mexico. We, we use um, what we call champiñones, which is the white button mushroom or the portobello or the seta, which is the oyster mushroom. Um, here in the U.S., you see a whole other set like the morels and chanterelles and all these other ones because you see more mushroom growing here. And so you can get to very different um varieties or species in that but they all have different things lion's mane is another popular mm -hmm. one that could be very similar to seafood so they're so versatile which is why we really wanted to 
hang on to mushrooms because we knew we understood that we could do anything with them right and so we rely on that in our in our whole menu we don't use anything that's outside of a, a mushroom in a, as our protein. We, we just stick to that. And we really like that, that it comes from the ground, right? That it's still a plant-based food um, and it's not processed. And you have so many options available and so many things to do with it, too. Is the entire menu still gluten-free, though? Did you mention, like, the Carlos wanted to go gluten-free? One, one, yeah, so one option on our menu now has gluten because it's a beet tartare, but otherwise... Uh, oh, my um, God, it's like majority gluten-free. of gluten-free. That's yes. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I have to ask because I get so curious into the story. Did Carlos end up not having that surgery? Did Correct. He? He, he avoided that surgery. Wow. And a year later, um, through test results, he, he had... Um, closed that abscess that he had so healed completely and then healed uh, all the other stress levels that go on with the body right you get inflamed your your all your levels are off everything was back to normal right he had he had healed himself through that diet and and we know that through the the results i had the same experience i reversed my diabetes i i stated earlier i went vegetarian and three or four months after i went vegan completely and just let go of the dairy and and the eggs um what pulled the last trigger for you i started doing it for the animals it was very much for for carlos hey it's easier to just Mm -hmm. cook the same thing together right and 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 we were uh we had it was right uh during the pandemic so we were quarantining together and so it was just easier to just make the change i was suffering from diabetes at that time had been suffering for five years at this point um not controlling it very well i was also overweight right so many losing my hair so many things going on so i decided to make this change and again a year later i was able to reverse my diabetes i was getting able to get my kidney and liver functions back to normal, reduce my uh, bad cholesterol levels. And so, you know, we always say you'll never pay us to go back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, just because of what it does to your body. I love hearing that. And obviously, and I got to make sure to say this, I'm not a doctor or physician or anything like that. And going vegan is not going to save your life completely. However, there are just so many stories of people who have suffered from uh a product of the sad American diet, you know, the meat, basically very meat, uh, heavy, dairy, heavy diet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, people have reverse disease and, you know, they've taken their health into their own hands. So it can be done. I I can't, you know, I'm not going to promise any, you know, I'm not making promises, but I just hear these stories all the time about so many different issues. So it's worth, It's It's worth looking into the health issues of a vegan diet. No, it saves lives. I'm going to say it because I have a 70-year-old father who saved his life by going vegan, which is so incredible. I grew up in Montenegro. Like our tradition, it's to eat meat. Mm -hmm. That's literally breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's meat. And my father grew up eating like that. And he's been having diabetes for 30 plus years. And... It came to the point that he could not stand up from his bed, literally, like we, we, we lost him. And then one day I, bas- I was for, mu- for years trying to be like, just give this a try, go vegan, yeah. like he'll feel better. Because And then it came to the point that he's about like ready to die and he's just become a, uh, a grandfather. So I think it inspired oh. him to want to live a little bit longer. So last January, he was like, okay, I'm going to give this vegan uh, thing a, a try. Only 
five months later, like he, it's not only that he's standing up without a help, but he can run, like he can he can go places. Like we went to Barcelona together. We walk the entire Barcelona. That's something we could never ever imagine that's going to be happening with me and my dad. Him being seventy years old, we literally like we have expression this in 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 my language. It sounds horrible, but we're like you're already with like one leg inside of your grave, like. How bad his health was. Sure. And now he wants to live another seventy <laughs> years. He's so motivated. He's moving. He wants to do things. It's, it's new energy too. Because now you have clean energy fueling your body, which is the other difference of eating this way. And you're not putting dead beings in your body. Yeah, you're putting exactly. living, you know, organisms. It, so. It's mm-hmm. just, it's the thing that the earth gave us, you know, all the fruits and veggies and it's just like what body can run on and it seems like for so many people to be thriving. So I really think veganism saved, like, saved so many lives and it's yeah. it's really a way to go. As like this for, for, for my father that happened, like I can, I can like fitness it. And his doctor was against it when he first oh, started. Sure. <laughs> no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, Oh my God. Every time he goes to the just like, you're so good. Like we're going to go like, uh, we're going to cut 20% the insulin. We're going to cut 50% insulin. Now he was from like eight doses. He's now to two. And I honestly think if he keeps going and he will, there's no way, as you said, like there's no way he's going back. He was telling me like, unless like I go crazy. Crazy or something while I'm in my sane mind, I'll never ever eat meat, dairy, or eggs again. It's so exciting. And yeah. and I think he's gonna eventually go fully after thirty plus years, he's gonna go uh off the insulin and you know, Bernice over here right. being cutting cutting out medications and my mom is eighty two, just turned eighty two and she's I'd say ninety nine percent vegan. She's not you know, like she doesn't she might with a piece of chocolate or something Uh but she is so healthy for 82 she looks amazing she looks i think so much better she lives in a retirement community and she has a lot of you know neighbors and that are not in good shape and uh so uh there is something to it you know again it i i don't make promises but (laughs) it's a it's a better diet i believe i mean obviously it's better for the animals so (laughs) no absolutely i mean better for everything Mm -hmm. i really don't think it's a science when people think like oh like from the doctor perspective it's just like it's so simple to think like eating that or not eating that it's like it's (laughs) let's wave yep (laughs) <laughs> so I want to make a quick announcement that uh, if anybody wants to call in and uh, with questions for any of my guests, for me about uh, X Market uh, Chicago, uh, there's a few numbers you could call 773-763-9278, 773-631-3806, or 773-594-8781. We'd love to take some calls. Uh, we'd love to answer all your questions about uh, why vegan and about this awesome food hall. And the one restaurant we haven't really talked about is <laughs> Kale My Name. <laughs> Kale My Name, Kale My Name. Oh, no, we're going to play that run. soon. <laughs> yeah, oh, different version. The one yeah. that I got, like the, the, the jingle one, yeah. So maybe after this, we could do it. Uh, so talk, tell us about Kale My Name. What, do you, what are your top sellers at the market? So... We actually, 
did that to the market. We brought the top sellers from Kale My Name to the market. We had like about 10 items that are selling in hundreds of those a week. And I was like, these are the ones that are going to the market because it just makes sense. It's impossible. Listen, I do regret extremely large menu at Kill My Name. <laughs> I opened that place with very little experience to no experience. And I made many mistakes with Kill My Name. But one of the biggest mistakes I made is that I wanted everything on the menu. Because I was so excited about things. So I want to have a sofa. I want to have a wrap. I want to have a burger. I want to have a taco. I want to mm-hmm. have a salad. I want to have a pasta. I want to have a sliders. I want to have a wings. I want to have a mac balls. I want to have nachos. <laughs> like all of those things that I adore to eat, they're all on Kel My Name menu. That it's so hard. First things first, because it's not cost efficient. Our invoices are, are insanely high just because we have to source billion ingredients. Then the space-wise. Then when training employees of how many things they have to learn how to make. So, like, I just recently, my friend was opening a restaurant and he had 12 um, items on the menu. <laughs> and I was like, you're genius. You're, like, absolute genius because I, I really think that's the biggest mistake of Kale My Name. So now with a market, I was like, I'm, I'm never repeating that mistake again. Like, I'm going with a 10 items and, like, that's it. So are you on your main? menu at the restaurant, are you scaling back at all? No, because you <laughs> see what's the problem now. Everything sells. Yeah. There's a lot of people like me or there's a lot of people with diverse tastes and everything sells. There is a couple items on the menu that I don't even like anymore. And I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna get say it. I don't like our Mac balls. I really don't. Yeah, I what? want them off the menu. Our mac and cheese balls. Oh really? Like Ew, I regret that. You can't get so rid of much. those. You see? <laughs> people treaded People love those. People treaded with their lives. Yeah. Like literally, somebody told me. Someone like, came in and ordered those. Like, and we're like, oh, we discontinued those. You, no. <laughs> anarchy. There is, there is when when uh, Kaylee, one of my employees, when sees person, she tells me, this guy, it's gonna walk in right now, and he's gonna order four orders of a Macballs for to go. <laughs> and then the guy comes in and he says, hey, I would love to place an order for a four orders of Macballs for to go. That's sixteen Macballs. People are obsessed. Yeah. And I don't even like them anymore. So I wrote in a story like this might go off the menu and person literally, I'm not joking, sent me a message like I'll kill myself. So I said, <laughs> I said, I sell Megballs to save lives. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's so hard to take things off the menu now since they're so loved. Like I had a couple things that we took off that they were not receiving so much love and people still complain about it. Our Kino Hamas wrap, I know it's healthy. I know it's great, but like it honestly wasn't selling that much as people were asking me, can there also we had a quinoa as a side and like 80% of the people were like, can I get a fries instead of quinoa? So like 80%. So we discontinued quinoa. And now there's this whole group of mad people. <laughs> Where did quinoa went? I was like, well, you weren't buying it. <laughs> well, you can't get rid of the buffalo cauliflower. Oh, and no. you can't well, get rid I, of the... May um, as well shut the restaurant down. <laughs> like, yeah. or, or the broccoli cheddar soup. Yeah, no. Both no, of those, those are like my go-tos. A lot of people uh, agree with you because those been going in hundreds. I couldn't have the soup at the mall, just like technically it's shared kitchen and everything, mm-hmm. but we definitely have the cauliflower wings, the burgers. We have like a, a, one, I wanted to have salads at the market, so, but I didn't know which one. So what I've done, 
we kind of created a salad that it's combination of all of our salads. But let me tell you, it's the least selling item, which like I don't blame. People don't want to go to the food hall and order a salad, <laughs> right? But like, I still kind of wanted to have that as an option. Sure. Something. But I think everything else uh, sells, um, sells so much more. And I just love... Um, I... I'm going to, again, be so honest about this. When I first heard of the market and everything, like my initial thought was like, oh, no, like it's great, but I cannot do it because it felt like a lot of work. And I just was not you know, mentally at a place where I wanted to take more work for myself. But I'm so glad it worked out that it did because like, I, I cannot imagine not being at a market right now. I cannot imagine not knowing you and like and not eating your delicious tacos at like at all times. Sorry, I forget we're on the radio. So I, when I point with the hands and not knowing you, I mean to Bernice from from Elongo, Mexico. I am like obsessed with their food. It's so good. And yesterday I had what I had yesterday. Oh, uh, the, the Hola's Mexico. Oh my God. Bean soup. It's, it's like, it's Yum, so good. good. Um, so... Now, and it's such a movement, like X market, it's really like a movement. And I would just be really, really sad if I was not part of it now that I know. I cannot believe it's been 60 days. It's been two months. Yeah, uh, yeah opened wow. in October. Yeah. Yes, last week of September. And so this is... Oh, wow. So is it today? What what day did it? Two more days. Oh, no, to 25th. September 25th was our first soft opening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think so. So it's like basically exactly on today. Mm-hmm. It's a two months. Wow. Yeah. And happy I want to I want to bring happy birthday. I want to bring Thomas in. Tell us yeah. about the grocery store and some of the items that you could find there when back when it was just a grocery store. I mean, amazing items that you can't find anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, uh, the previous iteration, the whole space was grocery and it's been condensed a lot, and honestly, um, some stuff has been removed. But I think they've just made very efficient use of the of the footprint that it's got there because they they held on to the the majority of the products that we have. Excuse me. Um, I know uh, probably a lot of you have seen Neiman hype in the uh, the chocolate that's coming in from the UK because they've been importing a lot of stuff that you can't normally get here, like the vegan Kit Kats, uh, oh, some yeah. of the vegan Cadbury chocolates. Um, there's a bar called the Milky Way, um, and and just beyond that, it's just a, a little bit of everything. It's you know, for me, like I'm a sucker for kombucha. I love the the selection there. It's like there's I don't know 50 different you know varieties. Um, just looking at all the you know, as somebody who's who's been vegan for a long time, it's like I feel like I'm usually up on the new stuff that's coming out. But every time I walk through like the the cooler and freezer aisles, I'm like. There's 20 new, you know, vegan meat products or, you know, just different things I've never seen before that I'm like, going to have to try that, going to have to try that. Um, it's great for my sweet tooth because there's, you know, again, like the just the vegan chocolate section is off the wall. It's, <laughs> you know, all kinds of, you know, I feel like you used to it used to be only the, you know, the darkest of dark chocolate, which I love. I like a good bitter dark chocolate, but it's like now they have, you know, all these different kinds of. You know, oat milk chocolate, almond milk chocolate. Um, there's, you know, even just in the narrow category of like vegan white chocolate, I think there's like 10 options in that, wow, in that aisle. <laughs> and, and, you know, just every aisle, every section is this kind of, yeah, just like walking through a dream as a vegan because it's like, you know, 
normally you struggle to find one and you go there and it's you know i'll, I'll have to choose from 20 like <laughs> let me i'll try one this week and one next week one next week but it's um yeah it's it's really incredible that's that's some of the stuff that i get excited about um the sweets and the the sweets and the vegan meats and stuff just because i'm i'm a sucker for that the the cheese selection too is really nice i've been kind of one by one trying my way through those the next one i want to try is the rebel cheese that i keep hearing about that's based out of austin um and yeah it's really truly every day I, there's something new on the shelves um and the the retail team does a really great job just making sure that we're always sourcing new interesting brands and yeah i'm i'm there you know five days a week and i i can't keep up <laughs> so it's like there's just always something new to try and, and always something new to pique my attention and you know with the holidays coming up it's a great place to go check out you know some of these uh vegan uh, cheeses that you can just put out on a plate with some crackers. I bought one. I thought I think the brand was the Vremery. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I, I've seen that one around. I haven't tried it yet. But and they had a pepper jack, and it was outstanding. Mm-hmm. That you just cut it and eat it with you know without anything, without a cracker. It was so good. So uh, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you, Neiman, about uh, mm-hmm. you had a recent panel discussion. Uh, which was very interesting. Uh, and you have a new panel coming up. I love talking about panel. Thanks for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. The last panel that I've done, I had really three amazing guests, and I was very excited about it. That's why X Market is so cool, because it's not just about the food, but as I said, it's a movement. We do all of those fun things. There was recently a cooking class, right, which is like super exciting, because like you can learn something. And then I just wanted to be part of that and be what can I provide for the community. So these panels are absolutely free when you can come and learn so much about veganism. I learned myself because we also had a doctor on the panel over mm-hmm. there, too. And when how much he talked about fiber and things like that later on, mm-hmm. I was like reviewing everything. I mean, how much fiber does this have? Because like you learn how important it is. And it's just the stories of people, how they went vegan and most. Honestly, we, we touched the businesses, too, which was absolutely amazing. So this is super exclusive that I'm going to share with you now. My next panel, it's going to be more transition into the fireside chat because I only have one guest. Um, and I'm very excited about this guest. Um, her name is Joanne Molinaro, also known as the Korean Vegan. She has this amazing Korean Vegan book that made, uh, uh, was, uh, won the James Beer Award, uh, was a New York Times bestselling book. And we're also going to do the signing of that book because it's sold in hundreds, thousands of copies. And people who already have a book can come and she'll sign it. But we'll also have a book selling on spot over there. And then um, last topic was um, the future of food. I think with Joanne, I'm going to want to discuss the food and the culture because there's so many people who are using a culture as an excuse of not going vegan. So I really want to touch that topic considering that Joanne is Korean, right? 
Um, it's just going to be a super fun conversation. I'm right now inviting everybody to join us. It's December 5th. Okay. It is Tuesday and it's at 7 o'clock. I'm being much smarter. This time I learned so much from the previous panel. I made it at 5 o'clock, which caused so many people not to be able to make it because they still didn't finish work. And it was just a learning experience for me. So the next panel, 7 o'clock. <laughs> um, and yes, it's December 5th and it's going to be a book signing, but it's also... Um, going to be a conversation with the Joanne, also known as the Korean Vegan. And do people have to sign up or do they? can they just show up? Absolutely. The market is so large, so people can just show up. But there's absolutely going to be a link just to make sure, you know, some people want to feel very safe about if they're making a trip and then we want to make sure we have a space. Um, so we will do have a link. It's going to probably be in a Kill My Name's bio on Instagram in the next couple of days. I think Tuesday, actually. It's going to go from on Tuesday, I'm officially announcing it. This okay. is exclusive. Exclusive. I told you. you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So on Tuesday will be a public information. So I think on Tuesday on Kill My Name Instagram bio will be a link where people are going to be just able to reserve a free seat. As again, I'm saying this is free because this is is kind of my way of contributing to this community that has given me so much. So I'm just and you've given to... the vegan community here in Chicago so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, very I, much. I hope. I hope that's well, the do. case and that's yeah. how people feel. I mean, you're making it fun, and that's important. I mean, we have to keep uh, letting people know that this is not. We're not trying to be Debbie Downers. We're not trying to shame anyone or guilt anyone. Just trying to educate and urge people to do the best they can. So that's yeah. that's my goal. That it's my goal behind a veganism is when people think of veganism and of me to think <laughs> how fun it is, sure. how diverse it is, how delicious it is. I never want them to go the route that like, oh, like it's going to be boring because it's vegan or it's not going to be tasty because it's vegan. Sure. Like we we prove that it can be all those wonderful things. And that's that's literally a goal, why I'm doing this, why I have a restaurant, why I'm so much behind. the, the, the That's my mission. I, my small mission to turn the world vegan, but that's how I'm doing it while making it really fun. <laughs> I love it. And on that note, <laughs> we all start dancing. Have you heard it before? I told you it's a gift I got from a really wonderful artist, and I just love it so much. Yeah, that's a great jingle by Kale My Name. Uh, so I also wanted to do a quick shout out and thank my friend Swati Saxena for her generous support of this show as well. Uh, I wanted to read a couple statistics about uh, veganism from the fast-growing growing company Redefine Meat. Mm-hmm. In September 2021, there were an estimated 79 million vegans globally, which is over 1% of the whole population. In the U.S., 2% of people identify as vegan. Three-quarters of them are female. By 2040, it's projected that only 40% of the world's population will eat meat. Wow. Ooh, right? What, which year you said? Which year? Sorry. 2040. Okay, we'll be alive. Okay. <laughs> I just want to see it. 
<laughs> the vegan food market value was $14.2 billion in 2018 and is projected to hit $31.4 billion by 2026. In 2020, vegan food sales grew twice as fast as general food sales. Mm-hmm. Plant-based meat com- comprises 2% of all packaged meat options. That's, that blows me away, that mm-hmm. one. There are over 53,000 products registered with the Vegan Society. Interestingly, more of those products are cosmetics than food. Mm-hmm. London, New York City, Berlin, Los Angeles, and Toronto are widely considered to be the top five vegan cities in the world in terms of access to vegan food. And I will say Chicago as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting there. Yep. Yeah. London alone has over 200 vegan restaurants. And as for the vegan beauty products industry, it is currently worth $15.1 billion and is predicted to exceed $21 billion by 2027. So those are some very, I think, interesting and uh, exciting statistics. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's promising. It's encouraging. Yeah. Um, and I'm always, I always make the joke, it's, you know, I remember years back when... Um, all this was a little less established. It's like, you know, everyone was trying to kind of squash it out. It's like the big big companies are trying to sue the little ones that were like, oh, we're making vegan mayo. Like, oh, you can't call it mayo. And then it's, you know, flash forward five, ten years, and they realize, well, we can't, can't beat them. Might as well join them. <laughs> you know, and they, almost are. everyone has a vegan mayonnaise or a vegan uh, cream cheese. Philadelphia has a vegan cream cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how that's how we know we're making headway when when they realize like, well, might as well accommodate them. You know, they're not going away. They're losing a big market of the share by not. Mm-hmm. It's not just a fad. It's, you know, it's, it's not going away. Yeah. Right. I love what you said about just the beauty products and in general. And this makes me so happy that even people who eat meat will not support a beauty company that it's not cruelty free. Sure. I think people are waking up in that sense that it's now so important not just when it comes to food, but people are like, we that's unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. Like I think meat it's unnecessary too. But some people think like, oh we depend on it. Like my body depends on it. But the 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 cream for face doesn't have to be tested on animals and things like that. So so many people are doing that. And on a panel, if you remember, we had this guest Amika, my friend, plant based Amika, and she said even before going vegan, she refused to to wear the real leather or a fur, right? And she was like, why was I disconnected when it comes to the food while I was picking? the options fashionably to be vegan, right? And she was like finally linked and those two came together. Which makes me really happy that so many people are making that decision to live cruelty free as much as possible. Because sure. I also think that's what veganism is all about. We one way or another are harming the world like we humans harm the earth. That's the fact. But the point of to live on this earth to cause as little damage as possible. And it's not just through the food, but it's also through our clothing, through our cosmetics, and just like way of living. So I'm happy that a lot of people are coming on board with it and choosing vegan options, not just in food, but in other industries as well. And I think I think most people are very kind in nature and want to be compassionate and not be a part of harming mm-hmm. other beings. Uh, so I think it's a natural progression to, uh, you know, not use products that were tested on animals and that diet is h- hardest because we all grew up eating 
certain things that we liked and it's hard to give up. And that's why we're, we want you to come visit X market and try all these items that are very similar to what you grew up eating and, and, uh, make, you know, your, plus your taste buds change after a while when you, st- you stop eating certain things and you start eating vegan options and mushrooms and such. So we are winding down on time. I wanted to thank my guests so much for coming in today. I thought today was a very fun hour where some of these hours are very hard. It's been hard. an hour? It's been an hour? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought we were just getting started. Like I have so many more stories to share. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it again. And so, uh, again, it was nice having a fun one because some of these, uh, you know, we talk about sad topics. So it, I appreciate the fun mm-hmm. uh, interaction today. And I will end today with this quote by Gary L. Francione. If you are not vegan, please consider going vegan. It's a matter of nonviolence. Being vegan is your statement that you reject violence to other sentient beings, to yourself and to the environment on which all sentient beings depend. This is Jody Whitaker from the Chicago Alliance for Animals. Please visit us at ChicagoAllianceForAnimals.org or look us up on Facebook or Twitter and reach out to us to help us with our very active campaigns to free Spur the Tortoise, free Rocky the Coyote, and ban horse carriages worldwide. And you can catch the show again on SoundCloud and WCPT's Facebook page under videos after the show. So thank you very much, and I hope you'll tune in again next Saturday.